got uh, three reasons why uh, you're probably not rocking and rolling your life on Monday. Monday today, are you hanging? Let's talk about it. You figure this out. You figure these three things out and start doing it the way it's supposed to be done, and you become unstoppable. I guarantee that. Let's talk about it. Mm, all right, all right. Hey, guys, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Let's go ahead and get right into this. Let's cut the bullshit. I mean, let's just cut it out. Let's go ahead and be honest with each other because that's where the problem lies. It isn't, this isn't a matter of whether I'm right or wrong because I know I'm right. I mean, there, there's definitely, we can, we're going to establish the validity in the things we're getting ready to talk about here. So there's no debate there, but let's just cut the bullshit. No matter who I talk to, no matter who listens to this podcast, they're like, well, that ain't me. That ain't me. I love my life. Really? You really, or did you just accept it? And that's the truth. The truth is, when you take a look at why you do the things you do, it's because of what you believe, it's because of what you've learned, and it's because of what you imagined. What you believe is you believe that the house is a great investment, and of course that's how you do it, and of course it's easy because, well, everyone around you is doing the same exact thing. And of course, uh, it's what you know because that's what everyone taught you. Since the time you were a child, you were going from house to house. People doing exactly the same thing. 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, everybody's going to work coming home, doing it again and again and again until they get old and then they die. And it's what you imagine. What did you imagine when you were young? Oh, I'm going to have a pretty house and then and, and, and the carpet and grass. and That's what that's what we imagine, right? And, of course, you as a guy, he's like, well, yeah, yeah look at my freaking house. Look at my crib, right? Looking all good in my shit, right? Check it out. As if the world even gives a shit. And, of course, that's what we... That's what we imagine, and, and in part, that's what we believe. Why do you think social media is so important to so many people? It, is, it certainly, isn't, certainly isn't because, I mean, it's helping us rock our lives. I mean, I don't know. You want to be, we're talking about honesty here. Don't be lying to yourself when I ask you this, but uh, how much better, I mean, significantly, how much better is your life because of the time you spend looking at other people's lives? Just a question. I'm just, don't kill the messenger. I'm just the messenger. I'm just asking, hey, because you, you do it, right? You'll be sitting there at a restaurant. Haven't seen your brother in six years. You'll be sitting in a restaurant, and, and as soon as that phone goes ding, you will ignore him so you can look at something you look at all day long every day. Wow. Hmm. It's Monday, right? We're talking about Monday. I'm doing this on Monday. I got up this morning when I wanted to, and I got to, I've been doing what I want to do all day long. And I'll continue to do that. You know how cool that feels? You know why you're not doing it? Because you're not paying attention to the reasons. The reason, because you are doing what you're doing for a reason. It's because of what you believe. It's because of what you know and what you can imagine. And so I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Uh, there's three reasons why we do what we, what we uh, believe, what we know about, and what we can imagine. And... What would happen, just hypothetically, what would happen if I, uh, let me think here, hold on. If I believe something different, I learn something different, and then I imagine something different. No way, it couldn't be that easy, could it? It couldn't be that friggin' easy, could it? Wait a minute, wait a minute, well, let's just test it. Let's take a look if, the, if, we've, if we've ever used that in the past. All right, let's just, let me break this out. Let me think here. Oh, let's see, remember when you bought that new truck? Or let's just go with the house. Hell, let's just get the house out of the way. Remember when you were talking to her, or you were talking to him about that house, and, and you were like, well, I don't know, I think we should rent for a while. And you're like, well, we do have $20,000 in the bank. Well, yeah, that's cool. I mean, we could just look. 
Now, maybe it'll be a good idea. That's what you begin to believe. Like, well, you know, I think we should. That, that's, I believe we should. I believe, we, I believe it'll be a good investment. Maybe we should just check it out. And then you contacted someone and they started teaching. Like, oh, yeah, you know, houses are disappearing off the world, off the map. So if you're not buying them and you might get, if you're lucky, you'll get in a bidding war. Well, yeah, but you got to pay what you, if you you're, we're not going to get a house if you don't pay. Right? So now we're learning and they're teaching us. So what do we do? We start imagining how great it's going to be to have that house. And so there you are. You're like, oh, man, we got to have that house. I mean, it's going to be so cool. I got that garage. No one's talking about early mornings and having to work overtime on Saturdays or how the insurance went up or the friggin' sprinklers costing or the HVAC unit just went out and it's hotter than hell in August in Georgia, right? No, they don't talk about it. Oh, no, it's going to be great. And that's what we imagine. Now, what happens? Think about it. What happens to that whole scenario? Are you really friggin' all so windy what you're doing every day because of that house? Is that house still the center of your universe? You're like, oh, my God, I just got to get home to my house. Your, bo- your buddy, your coworker finds you over there at lunchtime, sitting away from everybody else. You're crying. Hey, what's the matter, bro? What's the matter? Someone died. No. No, I don't get to go hang out in my garage. I miss my house. I mean, if, that, <laughs> if that's where you are, and I know I might be being a little dramatic, but if that's where you are, rock it. Go for it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Gotta stop lying to ourselves. I mean, you you can. I mean, the the reality is, I'm not lying to me. I know for a fact I don't like mowing the lawn. So I said, well, if you don't like mowing the lawn, then Chris, why don't you stop mowing the lawn? I'm like, all right, what could I do? And then of course there was a long other list of things I got involved in. Next thing you know, I got rid of all that shit. And of course, yeah, I I rent. I rent twelve hundred dollars a a month, and it's I'm just pissing my investment away. But I don't know, $1,200 a month? Would you, would you pay $1,200 a month to be able to do whatever the hell you wanted all day, every day? Something breaks, you just call some guy and say, hey, here, I'll put a work order in for you. Thanks, man, I really appreciate you, bro. Got to be careful. So let's go ahead and break this thing even down even more. I've been talking about the three things that, we, that drive us, the three things that are the reason why we are where we are. Now, let's just say, hypothetically, you were ready to change some shit. You're sitting, listening to me, and you're thinking, you know, I don't like him, and he's really a bully, but uh, let me just think about this. Maybe he's right. Maybe I should not be where I am. Maybe I am believing the wrong thing. Maybe I'm not learning the right thing. Maybe I can't imagine, and I need to do more of that. You know, the coolest thing about imagining, about daydreaming, is when you start daydreaming, all of a sudden you start imagining all kinds of things, and then you make comparisons, and you think, well, okay, what would that do to my life? And then you start learning about it, and you educate yourself a little bit, and then you kind of imagine what it would be like, just like that, that house you bought. And you just keep that circle going continually. You know what happens? One of two things happen. Either at some point in that process you realize that what you believe isn't true, or you learn enough to realize that it isn't going to be the rock and roll dream you thought it was, and you back away from it. Here's an example. Let's say, for instance, you're 19 years old, and you, and you just love fishing. And because you love fishing, there are some things you believe. And one of the things you believe, because you watched your mom and dad, and your dad loves fishing, but your mom don't, is that if you were to get a person, a, someone in your life that was actually loving fishing like you were, it would probably make it a lot easier. And, of course, that was just by learning. You just looked at your mom and dad and said, hey, mom doesn't like fishing, so dad always goes fishing by himself. But if I'm going to get me someone I want to share my life with, then I want to share my life with her. 
I want her to love ice fishing and I want her to love kayaking. I want her to love mountain biking and working out. And, and, and of course, so that's, that's the idea you have. And you imagine, okay, because then that idea from what, you're, what you learn about it rolls into what you can see as a result. And you're like, wow, that'd be so friggin' cool. Have us like a little mini barn dominium, just enough room for our, our stuff, a bed and whatever we need to get in and out of the rain, right? And then, and then we'll have this big boat that's designed and maybe we could get a house right there at the marina. Well, no way. Yeah. And all of a sudden your life, and, and you still work, of course, you have to do what you got to do. So you work at the marina, she works in the restaurant, whatever. But every day when you get home, you're greeted with these things that are actually like pretty cool. And you're not, you're not stressed and you don't fight over money because you don't have a lot. And what you do have, you manage really well, right? If you, because you, you want to pay your slip rental and you pay your utilities. And, of course, you like to go out and eat dinner and then you're saving, right? You're putting a little money away. You got, almost have $10,000 put away. And the space isn't, it isn't elaborate. You're not entertaining or doing dinner parties. But, of course, you don't need the space for dinner parties because every party you have is out on the boat. Is this making sense to you? Are you starting to put the pieces together? I'm not advocating you just rebel from the world. I'm not advocating you don't spend money or you don't work hard. I'm just saying do what you love to do and it'll get a lot easier, right? The three reasons, what we believe, what we know, and what we can imagine. Now, there is a risk to this. There is some risk. And with great opportunity comes great responsibility okay this opens up the door for you this is also a foolproof way of realizing where you're lying to yourself in other areas of your life imagine anything let's just imagine let's just imagine politics or some sort of some sort of legal aspect of your life When you think about that or you spend time engaged in that activity, one thing that we do as a result of that is we believe that that's, that's important, that we believe that has value because otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. We, 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 we draw some sort of benefit from that. But how often do we actually learn enough about it to actually decipher whether it's true or not? I said it before in the live show, and I don't mind saying it again. When we talk about the three reasons we can't seem to get our asses moving, one of the three reasons we can't seem to get our asses moving is we, what, of what we believe. As it turns out, they've, they've taught us this. They say, well, you know, if something bad happens, we'll come and help. You just call us. And as a child in school, they start, hey, you know, if something bad happens, you come and get the teacher. You come and tell. And, and of course, that's how it is with government. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to be all right. We're going to come and save you, Right. The border patrol. Oh, well, yeah, we're going to come and save you. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't take any action, American, American landowner. And so, of course, what do we believe? Well, we, we, you know, you, you, something bad happens. You got to call the cops. I mean, no, you're not, you're not believing. Well, if I keep a gun locked by my bed and someone comes through the door, I can defend myself. I believe you're not believing that maybe someone should actually be in the position to actually stop an armed, an, an armed shooter, a mass shooter. Maybe, maybe like one person in a crowd of like whoever's involved could like have the ability to actually make that thing go away. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, of course, but it's not, that's not because, because it can't happen. That's because of what we believe. You talk about the stories we're told and what, what we believe, right? Talk about the stories we're told and what we believe. 
Every story you ever see from every corporation in the world will imply that they love you, they're worried about you, they're going to take care of you, they're going to do all this great stuff for you, they're going to make you happy. All you have to do is abide in what they say. You just have to believe in what they say and follow it. Can you imagine it? Oh, my God. As long as you believe that, there is no reason in the world for you to change any aspect of your life. As long as you believe they have it handled and you don't have the energy, you're not interested in and in, in believe in anything else, then, of course, that, that, that's how it's going to be, and that's how it is for a lot of us. Face it, you're in debt. You're working. Your life looks just like your dad's, just like your grandparents. And the issue isn't whether it's good or bad, because that's where people all get sideways. Oh, he's talking shit about my life. Well, no, I'm just asking you if, if you had to do it all over again, would that be the one you picked? I mean, if you had a smorgasbord of opportunities, uh, live on a sailboat debt-free, um, uh, live in a small house and spend every weekend fishing, um, have the most amazing relationship with your children and your, and your wife or your spouse or husband, whatever you have, and just wake up every day eager to learn and excited because you have the opportunity to get better at work, to get better as a person, to get better as a, as a partner, as a husband, as a wife. The three reasons that we seem to fail are the same three reasons that we can reach the stars. You have to believe in it. You have to believe something beyond what you believe. I believe that this podcast, I believe that my mission in life is simple. God said, listen, I'm going to give you an amazing life, and you're going to have amazing kids, and you're going to wake up every day energized and excited, and in return, you're going to talk and talk and talk and talk until you run out of air is it true i don't know i mean from what i've learned what i know i think it is because everything i see says hey you know god has a tendency to give us rewards for our good works do i do this simply because of good works no i do it because i need to make sure i don't screw up i mean i used to be a really bad guy i was an ornery angry guy i don't ever want to go back there and you know what this does it says hey chris don't listen to that shit because it's wrong don't believe that shit i mean can you imagine what it happens if this dude gets elected he's a president can you imagine there's a place to take it right there's a place to take it no conversation would be complete without adding the the idea of your relationship and the reason that is is because if you are in a relationship, you are basically committed and connected to the person you share your life with. So it only stands to reason that if that's the case, then wouldn't it make sense for you to be as good at that as you can, to harvest as much benefit from that arrangement as you possibly can? What does this have to do with the three reasons? Again, remember what you believe about your partner. Remember what you believe about yourself and what it means to be a great partner. What do you believe? I mean, just hypothetically, let me throw something out at you. Uh, let's see, uh, do the dishes or go sit in your bedroom and play video games. What would make you a more valuable partner to the person you share your life with? Hmm. Well, that's a scary one, huh? For all you guys that don't lend a hand, for all you guys that actually have your mind set on the fact that, oh, no, I don't do dishes. Fuck that. That's women's work. Really? Yeah, there's other things that are women's work, too, that you ain't getting no part of because they ain't that friggin' impressed with you. Can you imagine what would happen if you started believing that 
if you were nice to her and you started doing wonderful things for her, that she'd fall back in love with you. She wouldn't get a, wouldn't be able to get enough of you. There wouldn't be any arguments in the bedroom. She'd be like, oh, God, you're just awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm going through that right now. My wife has been sick. She's had a bronchial infection. I've been there every step of the way, rubbing her back and making sure she's on her meds and congratulating her when she's not coughing. And now she's getting better. And I'm getting excited about us getting back to what we do. How do you think that impacts our relationship? And in my mind, we're talking about the three reasons. I imagined when I started doing that, that it was going to turn into something wonderful. And it has. My wife is always coming up to me. Here, let me give me a hug. I need a hug. I need a hug. Hold me. Why do you suppose that is? Because I believed it would make a difference, and I learned about it. I listened to Brene Brown and the power of vulnerability, and I went to other sources, and I watched people, and I asked questions. And I figured it out. When I became the best person I could be, when I started becoming a wonderful person, a great person, the kind of person other people want to spend time with, my wife kind of got interested in me again. And not only that, but she started being the kind of person I want to spend time with. And the biggest benefit of all is what we get as a team. Team Hawkes, there's, we got it. If we decide something or we're thinking about something, I'll say, hey, baby, what do you think about this? And she'll give me her two cents. And if it gets kind of tense or it's not a resolvable issue right then, then we just visit again. It's okay. No one needs to cry over decisions. That's not the plan. If someone's crying over decisions that are being made as a couple, that's because someone else is being a bully. You're not being your best version of yourself for them, and you probably can't imagine what's going to happen if you keep doing that shit but the benefit of it is amazing when you have your partner on your side because you believe they're the most important asset you have when you have your partner on your side because they believe in you they trust you they know that when you say something it's not in stone it is let's talk about this and we'll figure it out especially when it impacts both of you and guess what that's when it gets good talking about that so let's just hypothetically say you and your partner your significant other have adopted the idea of following the three reasons and applying them to your life as a couple you start believing in each other you start learning about each other you start getting excited and imagining how much better your relationship can be and that's exactly where it's going to go now can you imagine what would happen if you took that you mastered that and all of a sudden you're waking up you're bringing her tea she's like i just why the hell didn't we do this like 10 years ago and you're like we're such dumbasses but it's okay it's okay don't 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 not do it because you didn't do it god that'd be the biggest mistake ever but can you imagine how much easier every part of your life will become when your partner is there for you at every level or you don't feel, I got this, honey, here, I'll do the dishes. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take care of you. And that's truly what it's about. You want a great relationship. All that amounts to, at its simplest terms, is you're the person that other person is really into. Of all the people in the world, you're, you make it so that that person that you share your life with, they look at you and they get all excited. They get all happy about the fact that you're theirs. You're, you, you've chosen them. But then, of course, it comes back down to that whole whole thing getting it going right getting getting started on it well when you and you and him are thinking talking and making friends and and that's really the bottom line uh if you have 
arguments or disputes about things and and the result is you don't resolve them they just keep showing up then you have to acquire some skills you maybe believe that that's how it's supposed to go but it doesn't go that way and you need to learn something so what you do is you imagine how it could go and in, in our case what we did was we said okay if we have a disagreement first of all we have ground rules that don't allow for me to make the other person cry or them to make me cry or we have to be respectful and we have to be kind and we have to listen, and then we talk, and then we think, and then we listen, and then we talk. And there's these ground rules that make it really safe for you to work it out. And the cool part about that is once you have one of those issues that keep arriving and arriving and arriving, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you decide, set some rules, and all of a sudden, you actually figure it out. Uh, listen, it really bothers me when you smoke weed in the house. So could you not smoke weed in the house? All right. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I can do that. Why? Why, why not? It doesn't matter what it is. But when you adapt that ability to actually decipher what you believe against what you know, and then when you find the truth in it, then to go ahead and just create an image around it that causes you to want to take action, you're there. Just like you bought the truck, just like you bought the house, just like you bought anything you've ever bought, started with an idea, thinking about it, sharing that idea, getting excited about that idea, and the next thing you know, there you are. And the only difference is... The idea you got isn't your idea. That that idea was given to you. Oh, yeah, you're going to be happier than hell. You spend $70,000 on this big-ass truck, even though you're only making $20 an hour. But, yeah, that's going to make a lot of sense for you. Come on down. And there you are. Be careful what you believe. And the part of the way that you can open that door is by broadening what you learn, broadening the amount of information you know, things you know about the world around you, about how to be better at the world around you, about living life. Because if you think about it, that aspect, the, the ability to learn and, and the ability to, to learn what you don't know about life, that is, the, that is the true ticket to whether you're successful or not. People who are successful at life are successful because they're good at it. And they're most, in most cases, the reason they're good at it is as part of their daily activity, their daily thoughts, they are learning something about the world. I do watch the news. I watch the news and I, I bear I mean I bear the tragedy of it. it. It breaks my heart to see what's going on, but I watch the news because there's a tidbit of information. It gives me some understanding. It gives me some insight where I'm like, well, okay, let me why did this get to this point, right? And of course when I think about my own life, it's a great reminder of who I never want to be. When I retired, one of the things I did, I went on this quest for knowledge, and I think I have like 130 books on Audible that I've listened to more than once, some of them at least five, six times. And I listen to podcasts, and I read articles, and I'm always challenging myself with something new. Right now I've got TurboCAD 18. I'm getting ready to upgrade it. I'm doing some 3D drawing, trying to get some prints made for a, a, an invention I've created. And, of course, on top of that, I do the podcast, and I struggle through the book, Right. And you might say, well, why the hell would you do that? Well, because when I think about all the things I do, I can imagine for every one of those things the benefit of it. What's the benefit of, of this right here, right? What's the benefit of me sitting here having a conversation with somebody or maybe nobody? What's the benefit? I'm having a conversation with me. I, I, I understand it. I mean, I came up with the three reasons, and I know why. It's really valuable. Be careful what you believe and make sure what you believe is actually true. Don't be lying to yourself. Actually investigate it. Maybe learn a little bit about it. Say, hey, listen, I know they say houses are an investment, but what does that actually mean to the populace? How many people do you know are actually rich investors because they bought houses? And, of course, the answer is not very many of them. 
And of course, then of course, you have to imagine that that what 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 is the outcome of that? What do you imagine the outcome of it is? Well, take a look around. A bunch of people working until they're 65, till they're too old and too tired and too fat to do anything, and then that's when they retire. And, oh yeah, he retired. All right, man, the party's on now. Are you kidding me? 65 years old, you're going to bed at seven o'clock at night. Best you can hope for is a good meal. Maybe you'll get a meal out that doesn't isn't so laden with salt it swells your ass up, right? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. My wife told me not to chew your ass. She said, don't, don't be a bully. I'm, well, I'm trying not to be. I really am. I'm trying not to be. But sometimes, sometimes what we believe doesn't have anything to do with what's real. I mean, and of course, that brings us to the final conversation. So I've mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating. My epiphany when I actually came to the realization of how to understand and, and look at life, it was out on the yard of the federal prison. I'm out there watching these inmates, and these inmates are yucking it up. They're over there, they'd like a college campus having fun and laughing and be, hey, all kids, right? Hey, all kids, what's up? What's up, boss? Going about their business, some of those guys even doing life, right? But there they are, they're just rocking and rolling it, living it. And I'm over here and I'm kind of angry, I'm frustrated. Life isn't going that good. And what's funny is I'm looking around at the people I work with and life isn't going that good for them either. And I'm trying to figure out, well, how the hell... I mean, you're following, you get me on this. How the hell can a federal inmate doing life be happier than the guy making $75,000 a year working Monday, Friday, 7 to 3.30, weekends and holidays off? How the hell? Well, there's a, probably a good chance it's, uh, it's the reason you're doing exactly what you're doing, and it might be the reason why you're kind of reluctant to ma- like make any changes. Inmates tell me, they say, boss, when you accept where you are, then you can start focusing on the good in it. But as long as you don't accept where you are, you will never find contentment. You will always strive for more, strive for something different. Why do you suppose the number one reason most people don't go sell their house and buy a sailboat? Well, one, they accepted where there ain't nothing wrong with my life. I like my life. Some guy out there, he's got junk in every corner. His house is in disarray. The yard's full of weeds. And I roll up and say, hey, dude, what are you doing, man? Are you having fun? Oh, shit, I'm happy. I love my life. Over there drinking a 40 of OE at 9 o'clock in the morning. Right? I love my life. And I'm being a little, uh, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But, I mean, but let's face it, how many of us have been there? And why would we, why would we say that? Well, if we say that, then we don't have to do anything. I mean, what's he going to say? You, you know, every part of my life sucks, but I'm just such a lop. I can't seem to get anything moving. No, we're not going to say that. Because once you accept where you are, there is no reason to move. And, of course, it's that discontentment that creates good things, right? Think about it. Why do you suppose we have the ability to fly? Why do you suppose we can jump in an airliner and fly across the country or around the world? It's because a couple brothers, a couple guys on a hill decided to go ahead and try and figure out how to fly, right? And they got this idea that wasn't even popular wasn't even close to what anyone else believed. You can't fly. You're freaking you're nuts. You can't fly. And they studied birds, and they looked at the wing, and they, they came up with some sort of ideas about lift, and then they just kept going and going and going. And what did they do? Well, they imagined that they would be able to fly. And because birds can fly, they figured, well, yeah, that's possible, I guess. And, of course, they learned about it. And they studied it, and then they thought about it, and they revised their plan, and then they went back to it, and they didn't even give two shits what anyone else believed. And what was the result? Come on, you know the result, right? I guess my point in sharing that with you is simple. It works. 
It works. The first step to anything better than where you are is to believe in something beyond where you are. Believe you can. Believe in it enough to learn about it, enough to take action on it. Of course, and if you're not thinking about it, you're not taking action on it, which is the cancer of this whole conversation. I mentioned that that, that, that that phone, that cell phone you have is your, that's, a, that's the most powerful thing you ever have. That is a computer that will give you access to the world. And why, why aren't we accessing the world? Well, that's kind of because we're not paying attention to anything that has to do with us. How many hours a day do you spend researching any idea that you've had about learning something or otherwise improving your life? And why, why, why wouldn't you be doing that? Well, because you don't know nothing about it. And, of course, if you don't know nothing about it and you're not thinking about it, you certainly can't imagine what it would be like to wake up debt-free. I mean, oh, come on. Debt-free, really? Who's debt-free? Well, I'll raise my hand. i raise my hand. You got money in the bank? Oh, no, i raise my hand. You have to be able to imagine it. In order for that to happen, you have to step outside your box and stop believing everything you believe. Maybe look around, learn a little bit of something new, and say, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Imagine, I wonder what my life would be like if I had a small house and no debt. You think we could go fishing? Answer is yes. Listen, guys, I really, I really appreciate it. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm putting my heart and soul into this. I do want to change the world. I do. I hope that this touches you in a way that makes you... Stop what you're doing just long enough to ask yourself some questions about why you are where you are and how wonderful it would be to make it even better than it already is. And that's really the goal. And I'm not judging. Be you, but be you 110%. Make sure you know who you are. Make sure you're not lying to yourself. And I guarantee you're going to wake up one day and you go, damn, he was right. Why wait? Love you guys. I appreciate it. Don't forget to share and like. Be sure to, to follow. I need that. Um, watch for me. Go to Podbean and subscribe to Your Best Life Defined. And then I will be jumping on live here every so often. But until next time, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. My name is Chris Hawkes, and this is Your Best Life Defined. Have a wonderful day.